under trial because having stood the test, that person will see the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let me rest in the presence of the Most High God. I don't know what the last time the Lord gave me a one-verse sermon, but he gave me one uh, a couple days ago. And we've been so busy this week. I mean, we've been busy this week. Somebody say busy. 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 I've been your full-time pastor this week. For real, for real, for real. Amen? Amen. So uh, while most people are still working, I got up every day. I got up on Monday thinking I was going to have some guests, but I didn't have any guests on Monday because they didn't come to Tuesday. So World Changers came by. World Changers is an amazing organization that they uh, send out people to serve in the communities. I think there were 12 churches here in Charlotte. We were blessed to be one of the 12. We had nine volunteers, all from South Carolina, who came and met right here in this space every morning from Tuesday through Friday. And uh, it was an amazing time. They came and they served. They came and did the things that we should be doing. And we have done. We will continue to do. They ignited us. They ignited us so much we changed from uh, summer camp to Friday's things because we want to do more outreach because we saw that how promising it was to do the outreach when they knocked on doors. We knocked on about 1,500 doors uh, all throughout this community, all over there. And uh, just, it was amazing to be able to, not to you know, during the day you don't get to talk to too many people because they're not there, but the people we did talk to, it was an amazing interaction with them. We were really doing the Lord's work. It's really doing the old school outreach. I mean, I think this church has probably passed out, knocked on, delivered at least 20,000 households in this community. I think our goal is to do all 50,000. But we leave, we're doing all 50,000 households going to get something from us, uh, some piece of paper from us in uh, Steel Creek. And there's 50,000 people in Steel Creek, excuse me, 50,000 people in Steel Creek and about 27,000 homes or something like that. Whatever, whatever. We're going to do them all. That's all I said. We'll do them all. But anyway, they were here, and it was encouraging to see that seven of them were high school and college students and two adults, and how they were so compassionate, how much they loved the Lord, and how much they were committed to their call, and how they were prepared to pray for people. They, how they were prepared when a Jehovah's Witness came and tried to and talk to them, how they were able to flip that conversation and talk to the Jehovah's Witness, and how they were skilled in doing so. They were magnificently skilled. They were going after their crown. Someone said, go after your crown. Go after your crown. Today we're going to talk about get your crown. I was so enthused by them. I, I felt like I need to go and get my own crown. I need to get my crown of righteousness. I need to get my crown of glory. I need to get my crown of life. I wanted to get my crown because they were going after it. They stayed in some beds in a foreign place, in a foreign town, and some of them came from a town called 69. Ever heard of 69? No, 96. 96. Ever heard of 96? 96. 96. 96 is actually a town. It's a town uh, in South Carolina of about 2,300 people. 0.21% uh, Asian, 0.57% African American, and the rest of them are white folk. Small town. They hadn't even seen as many black folk before in the community. 
and they came out here and we I took them to the hood hood too before we finished so they can experience the full glory of Charlotte <laughs> and they're like no let's go let's go we're ready we're ready to go so as exciting as I was and they went and they started ministering to people all right there on the block and one lady came and she actually came to vacation Bible school they went and talked to her and they won her over for the Lord her she brought herself and Three of, her, three of her kids to vacation Bible school on Friday. Amazing. They stayed and went to the movies. All because these kids had determined they were going to get their crown. They were going to share the gospel of Jesus. Now, they weren't doing it for themselves per se. They are actually doing it in the name of Providence Church. So they were actually out there doing the work that we should be doing for, with them, but they were doing it for us. Ron came and went out with them on Wednesday, and he was on fire. Ron had so much fun going out with them. He rode on the bus. I didn't ride on the bus. I took my car so I could, you know, move people around. Ron rode on the bus. He was into it. And so I share that with you because we're, we're going to go out and we're going to get our crown. We have another summer. We're going to pass out all these flyers throughout this whole community to invite them out for these Friday nights. Now, we're doing it, one, to show the love of God. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're doing number two, because we want to strengthen families. We do want to strengthen families. No, we're doing number three, because it's our responsibility to engage people, to tell them that Jesus lives and he loves. Now, it's wonderful if they come to church, but that's not why we do it, because more than likely, people come to an outreach outside. They don't necessarily come to church. They come to the free movie. They come to the, the free uh, ice cream party. They come to the the paint night. They don't say come to church, but if they do, that's great. But we will reach the community and show them that what Christians do, we love people. Let our walk be our testimony of God. Amen? Let them see Jesus through us. You know, matter of fact, you ain't even have to say much to them by the presence. You say, just say, hello, how you doing? Do you know that Jesus loves you? You didn't say it all right there. Or if you go up to them and say, how may I pray for you? Somebody said to me, I've never had anybody ask that question before. That alone stirs them up. That you care enough. And then we're just launching our Empower Living Church, Empower Living Community Economic Development Corporation, which is why we have this place here. That's for that purpose, to reach the community. And we're really excited about that. We'll do financial literacy, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial training, home buying. And if you know us, we've already been doing financial literacy. And we'll continue to do that here really excited about what God's going to do for the communities through our CDC in this space right here. And my friend Dan, raise your hand, Dan. Yeah. There he is right there. Dan. <laughs> Dan has a CDC and he's going to allow us to work with them to do the uh, uh, workforce housing off of Freedom and what's that, Cross Street? Um, uh, Todd's. Toddville. Yeah. yeah, Freedom and Toddville. Amen. And so we'll be working alongside them as they champion building homes for those who are in need and also training them on how to run a business, work in a place and as well. So it's gonna be a multi-use facility and we're really excited about that. And we're gonna pray for Dan before he leaves because he needs to raise $30 million, amen? Somebody say $30 million. <laughs> and you're gonna get it, brother. You're gonna get it, amen. God will do it, God will do it. And also we're doing this thing over here because we are believing, we're believing that we've been, uh, we put our name in for this church space uh, over uh, about 10 minutes from here. And many of us have been over there to pray for it. Some of us have toured the space. 
and uh, they should be sending us something soon this week, hopefully, uh, what they ex anticipate and need from a church ministry in that space. And so we're really excited about that, and we're, we are we're doing these things over the course of, the, of these two months in preparation to move into this new place uh, in, in the fall. And so we're believing and trusting God for that. And we'll be calling upon you, each and everyone in this room, to go and help us with praying over there, as well as uh, we're going to have dinner over there with some of the, the transitions. So transitional homes are in this space, um, about four buildings, about 16 units right now. And uh, they have dinner on Mondays and Thursday nights. And we want to go get our crown. We're going to get our crown because we're going to sit there and we're going to worship with them, uh, have dinner with them, just sit there and have dinner with them for an hour and a half or so, get to know them, they get to know us, and just share the, share the love of the Lord. And so we're calling upon you to do that on a Monday and a Thursday night, a couple people at a time. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But it's all about going out and getting our crown. And James, this first chapter here, in the, I'll break this up into three or four different sections. So there's one passage of Scripture, there's one sentence filled with so much information. Verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, blessed is the one who perseveres. God has called us to persevere. He's called us not to give up. He's called us to stay in the race. He's called us to stand our ground. He's called us to fight the good fight of the faith. He's called us to not give up. What I love about the testimony that was given today by Ashley, Ashley has been coming to this church or been affiliated with this church since before we had our first service. She came to a vision meeting with her mom two years ago. Wow. It's crazy. Two years ago. But she has only been to maybe two services. Because of financial issues or whatever issues. But she stayed connected. She persevered. She got to a place where I saw the car. I didn't know how that car was even going to run anymore, period. But I saw the car. She came to a place that she was broken. She had given up on Friday. She's like, Pastor, I can't even leave the house right now. I'm so distraught by it. You heard her say it. When I came to pick up her daughter, she was still crying because she got turned down for the car because they need that car. Her mother's in a wheelchair. She's a caregiver for her mom. So it wasn't like she needed the car for herself. She needed the car to take care of her family. So she was broken, but she didn't quit. She never lost her faith. So when she was telling me about her situation, she told me, I wasn't telling you, uh, a Pastor, to fix it. I was telling you because I was venting. But I, I'm like this. My wife, I have a problem with my wife because every time she tells me something, I figure I need to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Men, we're like that. We, you, know, you tell us something, we're going to try to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Baby, am I, the, the shower head, I mean, just messing. Okay, 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 I'm going to fix it. No, I, I already fixed it. I just want you to know about it. I mean, I'm just trying to fix it. I'm always trying to fix it. So she came and she told me. And uh, she told the story. I called somebody who connected to the church. He said, Pastor, I got it. And what's amazing about that is not that I was able to call somebody, the fact, the fact that she knew when I called him. She was so excited I told her that I knew somebody. She already believed it, it was going to happen. And I didn't know. She believed it was going to happen. 
got a car three years better than a car, newer than the car she got turned down for. A 2020 with 10 miles on it. That's amazing. Yes. Which fit within her budget, because she has a budget yes. to fit in. And then she didn't tell you this, but she was short on money for insurance. And then they called me like, well, she has the car past it, but she just can't get insurance. So I text them a name of a place to get some insurance. So she able to get insurance too. She had to get some more help financially, but she able to get insurance. So now she has a car. But God has called each and every one of us. If there's something that you're passionate about, that He has already betrayed to you, He's already He's already given to you, He's already bestowed to you, bestowed to you in His promises. See, God promised her that she was going to get a vehicle. And she didn't see how that was going to happen, but she persevered. Because she knew that she had to get her crown. Where is your crown? Where is your crown? Matthew 5, 10 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. She was persecuted, I believe, because of her faith. She was being attacked because, you know, when, when the devil wants to break you down, he attacks you when you are really in need, but you are really believing in God for something you cannot see. That's what the devil does, the enemy does. He puts it before you to kind of like show a wall that you can't get there. You can't get there. Who told you you can get that? But I, what I love about Ashley was she, she told the devil to get thee behind me. Have you been that bold? Have you been that bold to say that devil get thee behind me and I believe even though I can't see? Quite often, we have to wait till we get so desperate. Don't wait to be so desperate to you to a place that you're weeping, and then you start to believe. Believe from the beginning. And trust God to prevail. Lesson two, pass your test. In 1 James 1, 12, it says, Blessed is those who persevere unto, under trial, because having stood the test. We talked about tests before. Have you been prepared to stand and take your test. Having stood the test, the test is life. Life happens. I love the fact that life happens because in life there's turbulence. But if there's no turbulence, there's no need for faith. If there's no Jesus walking on the water and you coming out and saying, ooh, I can do that too, and you take a stand and then you start to doubt and you start to sink like the disciple did, if you didn't have that opportunity to walk on water, it means walk alongside God, walk alongside trusting and believing in him. If he's already done it, why can't you do it too? If he already made a way, why can't you walk in the way he provided for us? But somehow, somewhere along that test, we start to doubt. We forget how he came when we were sick and, and afflicted, he healed us. We somehow we forget that we were at a point of homelessness, but he provided home for us. Sometimes we forget that when our child is ill, but then God came. And then sometimes we think, you know, ah, these kids are driving me crazy. My husband is wild. Wild and out. My income, my check does not meet my bills. But sometimes you forget how God provided for us. Those are tests. Those are tests that we win all the time. We think back on our memory bank that we've been winning continuously for years, for decades for some of us. 
So when hard times come, for some reason, we tend to forget that how God provided us victory. We get sad for no reason. We get through a little depression for no reason. Because if he did it before, he'll do it again. It's the same God. It's the same enemy. It's the same God versus the same enemy. The same enemy versus the same God. And the outcome has always been the same. God has always won. Now, if we can live our life victorious every day, knowing that regardless of what we're going through, we've already won. When life's tests come our way, and it seems real difficult for us, just smile about it. Trust and believe God. That woman's faith was miraculous. But she was beaten. She was in a test. She was like, if it don't happen now, she called the corporation for the people who turned her down. She was like, this makes no sense. It didn't make sense. because She had everything they asked for. It did not make sense. But sometimes God will put things in the way because you got something better for you on the other side. So even when you're going through a test, you think you failed? Because she thought she failed that test. It wasn't failing. It was repositioning her for her victory. So even when you fall short sometimes, don't even worry about that. Understand you're God's child. He's never, you, he never lost the battle. You're being repositioned. Repositioned. You can't lose. Stand the test. You can't lose. You can't lose when you're on God's side if you just believe. Ephesians 6, 12, 13. This is a warrior's verse. Being a 13. 6, 12. Excuse me. Ephesians 6, verse 13, 14. It says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. Therefore, put on the form of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. When you prayed and you cried and you begged and you pleaded and you spent all your money, you taken all the medicine, you visited all the doctors, when you heard all the bad reports, whose report will you believe? What I love about this is, I love about this is the test is to say, I've done everything I know to do, but I believe God so much, I'm going to stand still and wait on God. Sometimes for us, the hardest thing in life for us to do is just to be still. Sometimes the hardest thing for us is not to go tell somebody what we're going through. We want to talk about it. Sometimes we go talk about it with people who don't have the same type of faith that you need. You're just talking to somebody who brings you back down. Your prayer partner who you get on the phone with and you pray, but you don't really get to prayer but the last couple minutes, but you talk for a half hour. That person's bringing you down. You need to get connected to somebody who believes God enough that when they pray, they're seeking God. They are chasing after his him for real, who are about it, about it. So you don't have to, matter of fact, if you get to a place, you need to get to a place, we all need to get to a place where we don't have to tell anybody about our problems because we know God has it. When you get there, then you've done everything you know, but then you say, I'm standing still because I'm believing God for my victory. I'm standing about his promises. I, I know that 
he's never lost a battle. You can check. I go through my life, I can check every time that I have stumbled, every time the devil has attacked me, every time that, and, but I don't even have to go back and look, but I can go back and look and see that I still, uh, God came through. But, uh, you know, you know, I don't have to do that because you're here. And the reason you're here is because God had all those victories for you day after day, year after year, and you are the summation of all those victories that are right here, right now. That's amazing to me. I don't have to go back and think about it, and I just realized that you know, there was the car that could have wiped me out. There, as a matter of fact, just this past week, I was coming down, picking up the, the child, and a truck on 160 veered over into our lane. And because I saw it, I was able to go to the side of the road, and he missed us. And I thought, Father, if that truck would have came and hit us head on, it would have been an instantaneous death. That little girl in the back seat would have died, and that mama would have had that testimony. It would have been a whole different type of conversation. It was just that close. But then I realized, you know, you got too much to do. You ain't going out like that. <clears throat> you God told you this is what he has for you. He's already showing you the victory down the road. He's already giving you a vision of where he's sending you. You already have promises to complete. You it ain't going in like this. See, when God has foretold you the promises that he has for you, when God speaks into your life, he asks you have to complete what he set out for you to do. If you answer the call and willing to do it, he won't give the assignment to somebody else. He'll give you what he's willed for you to complete when you walk into your assignment. So my faith is this, that I'm not going to leave here until I finish what I, God has set out for me to do. When I get to that point and I finish it, then I'll start considering, okay, now transition time. Then I'll celebrate. I don't, I don't think I'm going to worry about when I'm going to leave here. I think I'm going to celebrate leaving here. <laughs> Amen? How many people going to celebrate leaving, transitioning to earth and going into heaven? I'm, I'm celebrating. <laughs> I'm going to be excited. They, they, um, I ate my uncle to rest yesterday morning, and it was like, good dude, good dude, Uncle Percy. Uncle Percy was a fine gentleman. They laid him to rest yesterday. and He passed away at 3.48 Tuesday morning. He passed away, he passed away, they said, like a champ. He was ready. He came home from the hospital and said, I want to I wanna transition in the, in, in, with my loved ones in my house, in home. And he was excited about his transition because when you know that you are already taken care of, you realize that life is just a passing vapor, that it's just a little short amount of time that we have here, but there's something greater for you on the other side. You can approach the end with a smile. But better yet than that, when you understand that it doesn't have to be the end to understand that you will transition. When you do get called, it's a beautiful transition. You don't have to worry about it like right now when you're full of life. So then you can embrace life even more because you know that no matter what goes on in this life, <laughs> I got something on the other side that's even better. So you can experience a little bit of heaven right here on earth. Live your life to the fullest for the Lord. Get your crown knowing that on the other side is victory, but victory is yours right now. That excites me.
That gets me up. That stirs me up in the morning when I don't want to get up in the morning and start my day because I'm tired. I get energy knowing that, oh, I got something to do for the king because I'm going out to get my crown. James 1.12, we'll read it again. Blessed is the one who perseveres unto trial because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. There are five crowns, as they say in theology, Christian theology, so there's five crowns to get. Here, James says, crown, receive the crown of life. There's four other crowns, the incorruptible crown. In 1 Corinthians 9.25, talks about the imperishable crown or the incorruptible crown. This is the crown that, in contrast to the temporal awards, Paul's contemporaries pursued is the crown they pursued because they knew that it was unchanging, it was incorruptible, it was imperishable. It's a crown that you receive from God that doesn't go away. Another crown is a crown of righteousness. In 2 Timothy 4 and 8 is promised to those who love and anticipate the second coming of Christ. These Christians will chase after intimacy with, with God. It's the crown of righteousness. It's the second crown. There's five crowns. It's the second crown. The third crown it's the crown of glory. The crown of glory is discussed in 1 Peter 5 and 4. It's granted to Christians, it's Christian the clergy who shepherd the flock in unselfish love, being a good example to others. In 1 Peter, they shepherd the flock, being a good example to others. That's, they go after the crown of God's glory. The fourth crown is a crown of rejoicing, found in 1 Thessalonians and Philippians 4 and 1. It's also known as the crown of exaltation or the crown of auxiliary. It's the crown that you go after when you're, when you're winning your evangelism. You're chasing after the Lord for the advancement of the church. It's the crown you receive for being an evangelist. The crown of rejoicing. So those four crowns, again, are we're going to do over the next four weeks, we'll cover these next crowns. Incorruptible crown, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory, the crown of rejoicing, but today we're talking about the crown of life. In James 1 and 12, we discussed it in Revelations, the second chapter, the 10th verse. It says this, Fear none of those who exalt, who shall suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of glory. That was King James Version. And the NIV Version says this, Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you. You will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful even unto the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. It is the crown of life. But the key component here says, Be faithful even to the point of death. Be faithful even to the point of death to get the crown of this life, crown of life. Be faithful even to, he said, you will go through 10 days of tribulation. We go through 10 days of test. But be faithful. Even until you feel like you're about to leave this place, stay faithful to the end. And God has promised us a crown of glory. So when you're tempted by the devil to go and do the things that you know you shouldn't do, Things you did in the previous life. And you say, maybe God will forgive me. It says, be faithful to the very end. To almost to the point of death. To the point where you have to give it all away. Stay faithful and to get the crown of life. But it says here, last, last, last lesson. At the end of James 1 12, 
Okay, and read, blessed the one who perseveres unto trial, because having stood the test, that person will see the crown of life, that the Lord has promised to those who love him. That the Lord has promised to those who love him. That the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 4, 7, 8 says this, chase God, submit yourselves into God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. These are the promises of God. If you resist the devil, he will flee from you. It says here, the Lord has promised to those who love him. Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you put yourself in a way that you say, Lord, I love you so much that I will stand in the midst of tests and tribulations to the end? Because I know that I'm a co-heir with Christ because the word says so. That if I will also sit at the right hand of Jesus, the word says so. That Jesus will intercede for us when we sit in the seat of just, judgment. That he will intercede on our behalf. But we have to get that crown that comes along with it. We're promised a crown. We're promised a crown. But if we just... Love him. God has made some promises to us. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, God has our backs. He says, do so, do not fear, for I am with you, God promises. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand, God says. Another promise of God, he says, this God has plans for us. Jeremiah 29.11, you all know this verse. For now, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He has promises to us. He has promises to have our back. He has promises if we would just chase after him. He has promises if we just say he has plans for us. He has made these promises to us that he will never forsake us. He'll never leave us. He'll be with us to the very end of the ages. He has made promises to us for those who love us that we get a crown of life. But he says these things. I, God is not a man that he should not lie, nor son of a man that he should change his mind. That when he sends to the world to complete, it won't return to him void. He will not relent from them. These are his promises. His promises are, if you love me, I'll give you this crown. If you love me, I'll bless you. If you believe, I'll provide for you. I'm getting my crown. I'm committed to get my crown. I'm committed to get my crown even to the point of death. I'm gonna get my crown. Are you gonna get your crown? Are you gonna say, God, I'm gonna serve you with all that I have. No matter what test comes my way, I'm gonna give me a testimony. See, Ashley went through a test to get to her a testimony. You can't get a testimony without having to go through some trials and tribulations and a test. See, her crown is what she's riding around in today. What's your crown going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be that career move that you want? Is it going to be that home that you need? Is it, is it going to be that, 
that that health situation to come to pass? Is, is it going to be the promises that God has placed upon you some 10, some 20 years ago that you've been waiting for him to fulfill? Is it? I don't know about you, but I have some things that God has said to me that I'm still standing upon and believing they're going to come to pass. I don't know when they're going to come to pass, but I'm trusting and believing they're going to come to pass. I'm going to try to live my life chasing after my crown because I'm going to get my crown right here on earth. So when I get to heaven, ha, I get the other ones too. I'm getting all five. I don't know about you. I'm getting my crown. Stand to your feet, please. John 14, 15 says, If you love me, keep my commands. This is Jesus talking. And I will ask the Father, and he would give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. That's God's Holy Spirit. If you love him, keep his commands. If you love the Lord, he says he will give you the promises for those who love him. And those promises are multiple. Plans to prosper you. He have your back to heal you, to deliver you, to never leave you alone, to send the comforter, to teach you all things. These are promises from God that he cannot relent against. He has to fulfill them because he's God. God says, there's, you know, it's never test God in anything, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> God has already laid these things out for us to accomplish here on earth. Those things he laid out for us. Search your mind and think now before we pray of what those promises God may have given to you. Think back on those things that God has said that he's going to do. It may be one thing, it may be two things, it may be three things. Think back on what those things are that God has promised to you. And I'm going to ask you, where is your faith? Have you gotten to a place of desperation for those things? Have you gotten to a place that you raise your level of expectation to a place of great faith? Have you gotten to a place that you say, God, no matter what's going on in my life, I still believe? Have you gotten to a place where you trust God enough, regardless of what you see before you, that you believe that on the other side of this test, these tribulations, these hard times, the attacks from the enemy, they're going to come to pass? Put those things in mind right now so when we pray, I want to pray and raise your, I want to pray and connect my faith with your faith. I believe. I believe. I believe. There's people in this room who can give you a testimony of how they were desperate for a move of God and God provided through this church. I believe. I believe. I believe. Do you believe? Father God, we come before you now. Asking you, trusting you, believing in your word, dear Lord. Yes. We're going to get our crown today, Father. We're going to get our crown. We will stay in the fight of the faith to the very end, to the point of death. We'll stand right there still and watch you fight our battles. Yes. And we know now by faith. We know now by experience. We know now by history that you never lost a battle. Also, Father, now go out and fight for us, dear Lord, as we stand prepared to receive your glory. Satan, you have no dominion in this place. We bind you to the depths of hell in the name of Jesus. I declare we will release yourself right now in the name of Jesus. We go forth. Breaking the yoke of that bondage. I see you. I speak to you in person. 
and by the power given to me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We have glory in this place. Hallelujah. We hallelujah. 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 Everybody start praying aloud. Start praying aloud. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you call him Father, say Father. Hallelujah. If you call him Deliverer, say Deliverer. This is the time for prayer right now. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. We feel your presence in this place. The King of glory come in. Who is he, the King of glory? Strong and mighty. He is the King of glory. Father, your glory is here right now. And we come into we come into authority in the name of Jesus, establishing your kingdom right here, dear Lord. We we're breaking the shackles that are holding people back, Father. We're going to war right now. You know how we'll be the battle axe, Lord. You swing us down, dear Father, into this war. We bring we claim victory right now in the name of Jesus. We claim victory right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. That miracles happen in this place, dear Lord. Those who gather under the sound of my voice, let them experience your glory today. Let them know you for who you are. The Lord, mighty, strong in battle. You are the Lord of hosts, dear Lord. You command the army, the legions of angels. Father, send them now if necessary. to deliver us right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for not forsaking us, for not leaving us behind. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, shout hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.